So good morning again. I hope that you all are reasonably well rested. So we've already jumped into the practice, really, this practice of being mindfully present to our experience. And you know, you might be noticing that this isn't an, isn't always an easy undertaking. And I think intellectually we all kind of, uh, with a little bit of reflection, uh, kind of understand the proposition that everything in our lives is an unfolding, being experienced in the present moment. Even when we're we're, um, remembering the past or we're planning the future, thinking about past or future, that activity is happening in this moment and also you know, that this moment is the uh, we, we go pl- we do a lot of planning for our future happiness and our future peace and well-being but actually peace and well-being contentment and ease are only ever going to be experienced in this moment So this is where all our struggles, all our joys and all our understandings are going to manifest. And yet we have a very ambivalent relationship with this moment. Because when uh, what's happening in it is pleasant, we tend to want to kind of hold on to it. And we can't because the moment's always sliding away. And when what's happening is unpleasant, we kind of wanting to get away from it. Or we just find ourselves distracted from habit or zoning out. So we miss a lot of the moments of our lives. And so our task in our meditation practice is to learn to to be here and be now. And this is really uh, what the mindfulness of breathing is uh, training us to do. It's like we're making... my, My hope for all of us over this retreat is that our, our breath, the awareness of our breath becomes uh, an ally or an even greater ally than it is to us already in uh, steadying ourselves uh, in the present and in you know, finding um, the route into well-being in our life. Uh, the breath and the body where the breath is happening so anyway we've we've jumped into this practice already and now I want to start actually looking at this sutta, the discourse uh, on mindfulness of breathing that is the basis for our retreat and as Jenny said yesterday it it falls nicely into four parts and as we have four full days of practice together We'll be taking a day to look at each part. So this morning I'm just going to uh, share some of my understanding of how to, or how I find it helpful to approach uh, the first four exercises or instructions in this teaching. But before even talking about that, just to, um, to read to you the... There's an introduction that happens happens before we even start practic- practicing these steps of mindfulness of breathing. 
there's a, a preliminary piece, and this is what this is what it says. It says the meditator, having gone to the forest, to the shade of a tree, or to an empty building, sits down with legs folded crosswise, body held erect, and sets mindfulness to the fore. Always mindful, the meditator breathes in. Mindful, the meditator breathes out. And really, that's, that's all there is to it. But how on earth <laughs> do we do that? Always mindful, breathe in and out. And what does that really mean? And actually, the rest of the teaching is a, is a, is a kind of uh, elaboration or uh, explanation of that. But there's a lot already in this, in this way that we, that we prepare ourselves, that we set up for meditation. So the piece about going to the forest or a shady tree or an empty hut, it's like choosing a, choosing a place, a situation that is quiet and uninterrupted. And we've already done this. We're here at Gaia House with nothing else to do but be here with our breath and with our experience um, so it doesn't necessarily mean solitude but it's about this conscious choice to separate yourself from the distractions of ordinary life and so you know yesterday we were encouraging about switching off devices uh, minimising our reading and writing we're in silence so we don't have the distraction of conversation there's also a level on which you can take that internally, this really conscious choice that now is not the time for you know, planning my summer holiday or my next job move or whatever, or for sorting out that argument that I had last week. Of course, those things pop into our minds, but there's a, there's a real um, intentionality here about actually my priority now is just to be present with this particular breath. There's an image that I find really helpful that I heard from one teacher about imagining yourself that you're carrying on your shoulders a pole, like, the, like in Asia they often carry heavy loads on poles across your shoulder, and on one end there's a big heavy bag that's called past, and on the other end, end is a big heavy bag called future. And... The invitation is that for right now, we can just set this whole thing down. You can pick it up again at the end of the retreat. But with just this sense of those things I'm going to put down for now. So I'm going to come to this quiet, um, secluded place. And there I'm going to take my seat. And it says, take your seat cross with your legs folded crosswise. So I want to say a little bit about the posture because this teaching comes from a time when that was how people were used to sitting. That was, that was a comfortable uh, awake posture for people to sit in. A chair was a luxury item at the time of the Buddha. But our bodies are, are somewhat different in their habits and things. So if you, if you are comfortable sitting cross-legged, it's a really good posture for meditation. If you're more comfortable to sit in a chair, that's fine too. There's absolutely no hierarchy of... Uh, you're not going to uh, necessarily get more benefit from one posture or another. 
It's like what's suitable for your body. So another good traditional posture is the kneeling posture on a kneeling bench or a stack of cushions. But the idea of uh, sitting down cross-legged, I think, is that it's an indication to yourself that you're here, you're not going anywhere, you're rooted on the earth. This is why if we sit on a chair, it's good to have our feet firmly planted on the floor, not to be sitting with our legs crossed and so on. And if you're sitting cross-legged and your knees don't come to the ground, have some cushion or support under your knees. So we have a really a sense of a, a stable base. The other thing that's helpful is to attend to the, the way that your sit bones are so that you're if the pelvis is tilted slightly forward that can also help us with the other piece about being upright so the back can be upright and take its natural curves so you might need to explore and play around with the heights of your cushions over the course of the days and it's also fine to migrate from a chair to the floor and back again you know, so our bodies aren't used to doing most of us as much sitting as we'll be doing over the next while. So you might want to spend some of your um, time sitting on a chair, and I think there are more chairs in the cupboard at the back. So the sense of uprightness of the body is also... Um, There's a literal sense about having the body upright. Our intention is to be alert, awake, but relaxed. But also, the the same word is used in in the teachings for the sense of kind of moral uprightness or uh, integrity or dignity. So the uprightness of your body is also a a gesture of um, kind of self-respect and respect for your experience that we're really we're really symbolizing our willingness to be here and, a, and an attitude of respectfulness to ourself and to a, to this undertaking and then setting mindfulness to the fore so this is um, literally means the the the, the words literally is that having mindfulness in front of your face. And this has generated a whole lot of controversy about where you're supposed to place your attention when you're doing this practice. So is it right at the tip of the nose or around the mouth or literally in the area of the face? Or is it more in a figurative sense, like we talk about something being in your face or under your nose in our, in our culture? And I think it can, it can, sort of, it can mean both. But generally the consensus amongst the teachers that I've worked with is it means more in the figurative sense. If we, we bring mindfulness to, we make mindfulness our priority, we establish it as the most important thing, our central concern. There is some, and you can, you can just explore this a bit in your practice, there is some benefit, I think, to having this sense of our attention being really in the physical space around us because this is here and now and it's very easy for the mind to go off then and there and there's a way in which that's also for me and we're all different but being quite a visual person there's also a sense of looking off into the distance that arises when I get distracted so there's something about returning the attention 
physically to this area just around the body that can also be helpful. And it may be that you notice as, as you get more settled in the practice, there's a natural, that, that arises naturally without your having to force it. Because one of the difficulties with kind of really trying to clamp your attention to the front of your face or something is it tends to build a lot of, atten- a, a lot of tension. And this practice is all about relaxation. So we do this and then we just breathe. We breathe in and out. And this, uh, here we come to the actual name of this teaching. Uh, most often translated as mindfulness of breathing. And the Pali word is anapanasati. Ana means breathing in, and pana means breathing out, and sati, as Jenny said yesterday, means mindfulness, or often also recollection, it's the flavour of it. So it's um, breathing in, breathing out, mindfulness. And it's historically often been translated as mindfulness of breathing, but Sometimes, and I like this, this translation, people translate it as mindfulness with breathing. And you can just see if there are, there's a subtle difference for me in that. Because if I think I've got to be mindful of my breath, it makes me kind of very, very focused on the breath to the sense that I feel like maybe I have to exclude other things. Whereas actually, and we'll see this as we go through the practice, that there's so much happening with the breath, you know, and that we, we, we don't want to lose contact with the breath, but our attention can be much broader than that. Okay? So you, again, that's something you can, you can just feel into. Okay? So I can be, it's an invitation to be mindful with each and every breath rather than to be using the breath to exclude anything else in our experience. So I'm going to read the first first four steps here. So we, we, we set up our posture and then it says, while breathing in long, one clearly knows I breathe in long. While breathing out long, one clearly knows, I breathe out long. While breathing in short, one clearly knows, I breathe in short. While breathing out short, one clearly knows, I breathe out short. One trains oneself, sensitive to the whole body, I breathe in. Sensitive to the whole body, I breathe out. One trains oneself, calming the bodily activity I breathe in, calming the bodily activity I breathe out. So the, the way that these teachings are expressed is, in, as you can see, is in a very unhurried manner. They were recited originally and people were in a lot less of a hurry uh, back in the time of the Buddha. And it's an invitation to us to approach it in a very unhurried way. So we clearly know that we're breathing in and out. 
This knowing is not a, a kind of intellectual knowing, it's not a thinking about it, but it's an invitation, this work, clearly knowing, to be really in touch with the experience of breathing in and out. We know that whether our breath is long or short, deep or shallow, it's an invitation to know the full texture and experience of the breath. I think rather than the sense, well, first I do long breaths and then I do short breaths. Not trying to control our breathing in this practice. This is very important. We're letting the breath happen and we're meeting the breath with awareness as it happens. So there were a lot of practices around at the time of the Buddha and there still are which were about breath control. And this is not, this is not one of these. This is about just allowing the breath to happen naturally and of course as we attend to the breath we, we do find you know, that we can get a bit hung up on oh am I interfering with it, am I controlling it or not just don't worry too much that, about that yes of course we notice as we attend to it that it can change a little but um, just really just generally with this sense okay, I don't need to do anything with my breath let, I'll just let it happen as it is and so we don't do any kind of ujjayi breathing or whatever that you might be familiar with from your yoga practice. You know, we just quietly breathe together. So training ourselves to fully know each in-breath and each out-breath as it's happening and as we do that of course that brings us into touch with the experience of the body because it's really it's really impossible to separate sensing the body from sensing the breath you know, we feel the breath in different parts of the body the breath conditions the body and the body conditions to the breath so the invitation is to use this attending to the breath to become really sensitive to the whole process of your bodily experience so the the word sensitive uh, translates a word which really means very very thoroughly experiencing something coming right up against it becoming intimate with it so as we breathe we're really feeling uh, the sensations throughout the body and as we feel that, we notice that the body, in our minds, we have an idea, body, but actually it's a felt experience. It's a process that's constantly moving, constantly changing. And it's conditioned by uh, all sorts of phenomena, internal and external. And it also conditions the way that we experience our next moment. And so actually the word is, uh, here we, we're translating it as bodily activity to draw attention to the fact that it's a, it's a process. But it's also something, this translates the word as like condition. The, condi- the body is a conditioner of, of our experience. It's also conditioned. And it's also this process of conditioning that's happening in the moment. So we're sensitive to that flow and change which also means that you can't pin it down and you can't get it right. So in this practice, there is nothing to get right. You're having the experience that you're having and our, our um, 
task is to really wake up to that. So is my breath right? Is my body right? Forget it. It's like, are you noticing what's happening now? And then the fourth piece is calming the bodily activity. So as we attend to the breath, the, what happens is that the body will start to calm down and become more peaceful. It doesn't mean that all our aches and pains are going to weigh or that uncomfortable sensations won't arise. But we're letting the breath help us land more fully in the body and to, um, for the body to calm down. So rather than saying, I've got to get calm, I've got to get calm, can I breathe and calm down? More a process of allowing the body to relax and calm down. And as we let the awareness of the breath suffuse the body, then the body will naturally start to relax. This is supposed to be an enjoyable process. And what we see as we're doing that, of course, is that the mind will wander all over the place and also that the body will experience discomfort or agitation. So as we're practicing this, can we... Can we learn to receive those experiences of wandering mind or restless body, agitation, in a way that supports the unfolding of these four steps of being more present with our breath, of being sensitive to the body and allowing the body to become calm. Um, that's an art that we really have to discover for ourselves can we receive the unpleasant experiences in a way that still allows us uh, allows the body to grow calmer and because it's not easy it's a training so one trains oneself to become sensitive to the body one trains oneself to allow the body processes to calm down we won't get it, we won't do it perfectly. That's not our, not our aspiration just now. And so one of the, uh, uh, a way that I really like that a, a contemporary teacher puts training, he says, it's a, it's a soft kind of nudging of the mind in the direction we want it to go. This is not the way we often train ourselves to do stuff. But as we, as we have all these steps, many of them, they all now sort of talk about training. This is what, it's a gentle nudging of, nudging of our mind, nudging of the heart in a certain direction. Okay. So let's do some meditation together. So in a unhurried way just kindly and respectfully taking your seat respecting what's appropriate for your body right now in terms of how you choose to sit Just beginning by opening your awareness to the sense of the body sitting in this space.
part of taking our seat is really letting ourselves receive the support of the earth beneath us. having this intention for now to really put aside our other concerns and let our attention come to rest here now with this this moment of body breathing Feeling your seat in contact with the earth beneath you and feeling how the, the spine rises up, connecting earth and sky. I'm just taking a moment to see that the, the spine feels balanced, relaxed. chest is open and your hands are resting on the lap or the legs so that your shoulders can be also relaxed and open Softening the hands, softening the face, softening the belly. beginning to incline your mind towards your breathing you're just allowing the breath to emerge in awareness help to incline the mind towards the breath with a sense of warmth and affection and appreciation.
same as if you maybe were watching a, a cat purring by the fire, contentedly breathing. Clearly knowing the breath as it comes in and clearly knowing the breath as it goes out. long or short, deep or shallow. Every breath is different from the one before. And we only ever need to know this breath. So it can be daunting if we think, oh, I need to get this many breaths in a row. kind of project but it's just this breath that's happening right now can I just really be quietly attentive to it discovering for yourself how the breath manifests in your body. for the rest of this first sitting together you can have maybe in the back of the mind this sense of being sensitive to the whole body letting the body slowly calm settle but just to keep it really simple just 
letting each in-breath, each out-breath come to the forefront of awareness knowing when you're breathing in knowing when you're breathing out and whenever we forget just reconnecting with the breath that's happening now nothing else that you need to do
you might notice the beginning of the in-breath the ending of the in-breath and the pause between the breath coming in and the breath going out the ending of the out-breath and the slight pause between the end of the breath going out and the breath coming in and also where in your body you notice that You can particularly lean into any soothing or restful properties of the breath. The rising and falling of the belly can be very calming, perhaps. (coughs) Just that sense of the whole body breathing in and breathing out. gently being massaged by the breath from the inside. You can also feel if the mind is sluggish or distracted, maybe to direct it a little more intentionally to catch the beginning of each new breath. If you find that tension is building, maybe you're attending too tightly or trying a little too hard and then just resting back into the sense of the whole body sitting here breathing, loosening the focus around the breath itself. Learning to find the most comfortable abiding with the breath that works for you.
if you find that discomfort starts to accumulate in the body from sitting you can rather than have that be in conflict with this awareness of the breath seeing if it can be held within it and it may even be possible to breathe into the area of discomfort as if you're sending a soothing awareness intention there on the wave of your breath breathing in calming the bodily activity breathing out calming the bodily activity Letting the breath slowly dissolve the knots and tensions in the body. Mm-hmm. 